Uh, folks, welcome in the Pro Football Ireland as we get closer to the NFL season. Uh, welcome to Pro Football Ireland, folks. Pro Football Ireland is sponsored by 888 Sport, the official bookmaker of the NFL in Ireland and the UK. Michael McQuaid, delighted to be joined by my friend, my comrade, Michaela Fagan. Michaela, we are sitting uh, first week in August and we're getting closer. Um, how, how is the excitement level uh, both in the Fagan household and just just generally as, as we're now around a month to go from kickoff? I think I'm still, I don't think I'm thinking about it too much at the moment because I don't want to, you know, it's still, I think it's seven Sundays away still, which is still a good bit to go, but I'm still getting gradually, gradually a little bit excited. Still not trying to think about it too much because then I'll just make me really sad to think how far we are away still. Um, but yeah, it's um, it's building all right. And at least we have a particular show to keep us entertained until the NFL season's back. We're getting there. Once it, once it's back, it's back, baby. It goes from September all the way through. Uh, two games in Germany, three games in London. I know you're going to be in the States as well uh, around Christmas time. And the Super Bowl is in Vegas, so it's going to be fun. It's going to be a mad, mad season. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Um, we're sitting here. We're sitting, sitting here 4th, 5th, 6th of August, just, when, just whenever this goes out. But um, have you been you know, focusing much on training camp so far? There's, there's obviously a lot of whispers around the Jets and... They played their first game a couple of days ago in the Hall of Fame game. Do you feel that uh, just it it seems like it's back just because of the sheer media focus has been on New York and it's just, it seems like it's been up a level this year, hasn't it? Just on social media and everyone seems to be buying in more to training camp generally. Yeah, I feel like there's just it, there has been a lot more hype around it this year and kind of the training camp, and I think you're hearing more about individual players that you haven't really heard about before you know I've heard a few guys from even just being mentioned off the Cleveland Browns and I'm like I've never heard his name before but and then obviously they're putting players on the you know the can't playlist or whatever so yeah I think it's it's definitely kind of jumped the gear by the excitement level I don't know what it is particularly maybe it's just it has obviously been so much movement happening you know Aaron Rodgers is at the Jets there's, you know, other big names have gone to teams. Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the quarterback of the Raiders. And there was kind of things about him not passing his medical. And now he has passed the medical and stuff like that. So it's just, there's been a lot of movement. And I think that's what's getting people excited about the new season. Bring it on. Before we talk about this podcast and what we're going to talk about, very quickly, are you coming to Belfast in, in August or is it TB or in September or the TBC at the time of recording? It's still TBC. I'm very, you can ask anybody that knows me that I'm very just will go anywhere at any time. I love just going to new places. We're literally going this weekend to, I can't tell you where we're going in case my girlfriend listens to this, but me and my friend are bringing her away and she does not know where she's going. I'm presuming it's not an NFL preseason game, but next year. Um, people wonder why I'm asking Michaela that really random question. It's because we are, in Belfast, we're bringing Jason Bell over on the 3rd of September, Sunday the 3rd of September, the Sunday before the season starts uh, in the Mac Theatre. And a few days before that, we're bringing Christian Scotland Williamson, who was with the Steelers a few years ago, uh, to Dublin on the 31st, which is on a Thursday night in the Woolshed. Um, there is only capacity for 80 people on that Thursday night in Dublin. So if you do want to go, do check the link out in the bio. JBL. There's over 180 people going already and it's a little bit crazy in a good way. 
we're we're really excited for it. And no matter no matter where I see Michaela, it'll it'll definitely be a good crack over the next few weeks. We're we're um we're finally getting there. Now I'm glad we're having this podcast though because I wanted to talk to me about this for a good while. And it's been it's been out for it's been out for just under a month now and it's that um it's that quarterback show on Netflix. Like it's for anyone wondering or for anyone that's been living in a bubble over the last few few weeks, this has been like the perfect thing that's come out. Um cameras followed three quarterbacks around last season, the whole season, in terms of the ups, the downs, the journey throughout the season, and they followed around Patrick Mahomes, Marcus Mariota, and Kirk Cousins. Three guys that had very, very different seasons. Before we talk about it and talk about it in a we in a little bit more detail, um what did you think of the show, Michaela? Because for me, like it's look, I think sometimes hard knocks can be very stop start. I think the Lions last year was excellent. We've obviously seen or will see this week with the the I think the release of Hard Knocks for the Jets on August the eighth. I think we should have a podcast on that by the way. That, that could be like a different thing we should do every week. Um copying Colleen Wolf there uh, and the around the NFL crew. But it just seems like I like I get really pessimistic with these shows because it seems like filler sometimes. But then whenever I started watching this, it was like this is ten out of ten. The way that they, the way they made it, it just turned the whole season into like a storybook. A little bit, Michaela, like that Formula One Drive to Survive show, or something where people can just tune in at any time and they feel like they're up to date. Yeah, no, I think I always think when Netflix are in charge of these shows, they're always going to be really good. And then Peyton Manning's production company was behind it as well, so you you know they had somebody who had close ties to the NFL. He's one of the greatest quarterbacks to play the game. It was always going to be good. I loved the Netflix um, American football series. They did. Um, they've had a few now. They focus on the one, the one in, when they're at community college. What was that called? Was that on Netflix? Because you're putting me to this ass now. I, 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 I know there was a few. There were some on Amazon. So it was like, you know, the, the All or Nothing series. I haven't got the one on Netflix I haven't watched that I've only watched this one year but I will certainly look at it for the bio no yeah there there definitely is one on Netflix I'll google it in a second when we are not talking but um or you're going to do it now I can see you doing it um there is one on Netflix and it there was three seasons in community colleges and that was really really good and then they did another one where it focused focused on quarterbacks from high school Jake Fromm was in the first season Justin Fields was in that as well and that was on Netflix for a while um, so that was a great one. That's how I last heard. chance you. Last chance you. That was a yeah. It was like their last chance because like during community colleges, they didn't get into you know Division One programs or stuff like that. And then the the first time I ever heard of Justin Fields was when watching the show about the quarterbacks in high school. And um, so they do make really good quality content, or they do get in the quality content if it's made by somebody else. So I always knew the. The show quarterback was going to be good, especially the the caliber they got on it. I wasn't really excited about Marcus Mariota, um, because you know he's not a top quarterback, but Kirk Cousins and Patrick Mahomes are, and they're very lucky they got Patrick Mahomes as well, considering you know he's the best and he won the Super Bowl last year. So once they had him, I think it was always going to be a success. I think so. First off, I I, I agree with what you're saying. I probably invested too much time with Friday Night Lights instead of watching. Last chance use, so I'll definitely add it to the off season this next year for people wondering how has this lad got to this point in his career and he hasn't watched it. Well, I haven't watched it. I watched five seasons of Friday Night Lights instead, and I loved it, and I highly recommend everyone to watch it. Um, I 
well, first off, the whole the whole Mahomes thing, yeah, if you throw money at something, it, it, it'll happen, I guess. And it sort of probably worked out both ways because uh, Mahomes probably got a hefty addition to his half-billion-dollar wage for doing it. Um, the quarterback I felt I got the most out of on the whole show was Mariota. And I did not have that mindset going into it. I thought, well, Mariota, I mean, as you said, he's not a top-tier quarterback, but he still has a good story in that sense in terms of where he's from his heritage his pride but the reality is netflix in my opinion hit gold on that only because of his struggles at the end of the season both mentally and physically and you know he was getting a lot of flack for that last year whenever he basically walked out in the team and for us to be able to see a different side of him i thought was a massive massive plus and i'd say that netflix were uh were licking their lips and uh going like this with her hands not 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 in a negative way it's more just like you know like that that should never be that situation should, should never be taken up on the show but the reality is it's a bit like whenever arsenal were on um their show on amazon and Aubameyang, who is the who was the captain folks got stripped of it and we never seen the video for six months until that show premiered it's quite similar in that sense like netflix would have known at the time that they were on to something and we got to see behind the scenes of really the pressure that that man was under so um i guess i mean i don't know if you want to add that into that there just mario to make i thought for me that my opinion of him changed in the sense of you really seen a guy that was not just struggling but he was trying to make it and i really hope in the future that he can find a way again because i believe i'll correct myself if i'm wrong i believe he's the backup in philadelphia this year thank god i got it right as the nod persists um yeah, so, you know, it's very unlikely that he'll start there in Philadelphia. Maybe if Jalen is hurt for a couple of weeks, he might come in. But uh, definitely rooting for him after the series because I really felt for him, especially whenever he was dropped for Desert. Yeah, no, I think he obviously was at Tennessee. He was drafted second overall in his draft year behind um, Jemias Winston. But I think, you know, he was... He was benched for Ryan Tannehill and then he went to Vegas as a backup for a couple of years. And I think, in my opinion, Atlanta was his last chance. Um, I know he didn't play much in Vegas, but I'm kind of like, you're going to a team that does not have a quarterback. They just drafted a rookie, you know, who he wasn't taken that highly. So that is your chance to go in and claim the starting job. And he just, he didn't do that. And now he's at Philadelphia as a backup. He's He's got to be a backup for the rest of his career now he's he's no opportunity to be a starter again i don't think i'm gonna use that as the massive massive instagram reel if he ends up becoming the mvp or something this season i'm joking i i'd love to see him do well because you could see you know he 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 went to atlanta he was given that opportunity his wife was pregnant he had a lot of stuff going on they were far away from home there was no family near him and then yeah it was a performance and he probably got a bit more time than he deserved at the end of it but i felt from whenever he was cut my opinion of him walking away per se definitely changed because you could see that he was under a lot of stress and that's why this show was so good and the reason that this show was so good also was because it made me see Kirk Cousins in a completely different light now first off should we talk about his dress sense at all or should we just pretend that it's not horrible and move on I am going to say this I actually one of the things that made me like Kirk Cousins a bit more was the fact that his I don't like to say it like this because it sounds bad, but that his wife dresses him because I just think it's really cute that she's just like, oh, I'm going to lay out his outfit 
for the press conference and game day and I just think it's really cute and she's like we're just normal people we just shop at Target and I think that's nice when you see other people like Mahomes and like all the other kind of quarterbacks and they're just really flashy like sometimes I don't mind that like I love designer clothes as well and I so I love seeing the guys in their suits come in and their cool jackets but like some things just really really annoy me and one of those is Mahomes' stupid Oakley glasses they're stupid they they do they're not nice sunglasses the ones that just look like ski goggles so I actually really liked that Kirk Cousins wife was just like we just shop at Target we're just normal people um we're never gonna get a commercial deal with 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 Oakley now o- Oakley men's Sutro light I I agree I don't like them either I, I think that they they look ridiculous completely Mahomes' sunglasses um she Mahomes or not Mahomes Kirk Cousins wife's lovely she like she seems like a really really nice person and you can see that uh. And that's what was so cool about the whole documentary series because the episode where, um, I think it was like the Thanksgiving one where Cousins went into like his locker or like his little spare room and he had all his stuff laid out from his career. I thought it was awesome, but more so, um, look, obviously the partner of any player in any league or any sport, male or female, will always have to sort of get behind that person and support them. But and that that that's a given. But you can really see that uh, he really has his family support there. But I, Mickey, I. Like my opinion of him was changed just from his gen the way that he sort of went about himself in that documentary. You know, he seems like a very very nice guy. Like I've only ever like I literally asked him a question once, or once in London, but then literally from you know standing beside him at the NFL honors, and he took the time to actually stand up and like he spoke for a couple of minutes and had a bit of crack. And I guess looking at like looking at that and looking at that documentary, he seems to be very grounded. And I'm certainly in a position this year where a lot of people seem to expect the um, the Vikings to go down a gear. I, you know, like that seems to be the general outlook on the NFC North at the minute. They, they don't think the Vikings will have that same performance level. I'm definitely rooting for them because he seems like a great guy. Um, and he seems like a guy that, you know, maybe sometimes has been hated on too much. Do, I mean, do you think he's been hated on too much? Because the Vikings and Cousins have been put down an awful lot. And he has done an awful lot for that team, albeit they have not got to that next step yet. I think the only thing about Cousins is, again, I think Netflix were lucky in the sense where they got Cousins in kind of this light where people saw him, you know, putting the chains on. We saw that in social media, the goofy glasses, and then he'd have everyone else's chains on, and it was really funny, and he was shirtless. And again, Netflix got a great moment to kind of highlight, you know, who he is as a person as well he's you know humble but he can have a bit of fun with his his teammates but I think I think this the show only will boost his confidence because I think no one can come away saying anything negative really about him and I think he could probably look at social I doubt he looks at social media but even you know I think people will probably he'll realize that people actually like him as a person I think that'll probably take a bit of pressure off him the only thing is that, yeah, like you said, they haven't gotten to the next level. And even my brother didn't really know who he was. Now, my brother does not watch American football, but he watched the show. Another great reason reason why the show was made, it gets more people interested in the sport. And he was asking me again about Cousins, and I said, yeah, Cousins has good sets, but he's never gotten them very far in the playoffs. But I don't think, I think the show would only boost his confidence, so I wouldn't be surprised if this year, you know, they made a bit of a run for it because he's a good quarterback and they have one of the best wide receivers and they do have a good head coach going into his second year. So I think they can only go up. 
I think that, but also before we give our thoughts on what the next series should be, we have to talk about Mahomes. Like, I mean, I don't think like, we're spoiling it for anyone. He, he won the Super Bowl last year. I, like, I have had to find over the last couple of years, I have had to take my fan hat off and look at the NFL from an analyst role. So obviously, as somebody who supported the team in, in his division, I've had to try and look at how he's played. The way that he played last season, um, towards the end of the season especially, was phenomenal. And what he was able to do with a perceived lack of talent in comparison to the year before was was, was superb. Especially down the stretch when they go up against that Philadelphia team and win the Super Bowl. Um, but more so, Michaela, like, you know, and it's something, it's things that you forget about. Like the Chiefs started last season. They did not perform that well in the first few games. They got over the line against the Chargers. They then lose another game a couple of weeks later. They go to the Colts and lose that game. And instead of Mahomes getting down, starting to doubt himself, he says, this is going to happen in football. We, we have to be better. And they're on to the next one. You see that side of him, but then you also see the family man as well. Like the guy that was going through all that at that time, his wife had a child a few weeks after that. So this is the guy that's got, he's trying to uh, juggle a lot. Seems like a nice guy. I can't, I can't, you know, I can't say anything negative about him. And he's a hell of a football player. And, you know, for me, and we'll, we'll talk about this in a wee second, I'd love to see him on the show again next year because I feel as if obviously they're going to be up there every year. But he's just such good value to watch and to listen to, especially over a season. I disagree with you. I um I know Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, but I his personality sometimes just runs. I think it's the cockiness. I don't think it's confidence. I think it's it's cockiness. It's it, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't like cocky people. You know that's why I liked cousin so much is because he's humble. And you know obviously you can be confident if you're. That's what, like, you're that good. Like, that's what my brother said. You know, he's that good. He deserves to be like that. And I'm kind of like, I just have a little bit of humbleness, you know. I That's all. It's one thing I don't like about the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so I personally wouldn't like to see him on a, a, a next season. I think he's got a season, you know. You, you, you know, you don't want... I think people will resent them even more if he was, like, always on it or something. Like, I know he's, like, won the Super Bowl twice and he's probably going to win it, like... Hopefully not I, much I, Brady, but he will win it a lot, a few more times, um, probably twice at the least. Um, but I think you need to get another quarterback on, you know, like Josh Allen or, you know, I'm sure we're going to talk about it in a few minutes who, who we'd like to see on it. But no, I would not like to see Mahomes on it again. I can only handle so much. I can see your viewpoint, but I fully feel like he has to be that cocky. Like he has to have that mindset. Um, I think from sitting and looking at a league basis all year on like these podcasts for me I probably didn't have the time to sit down and look at the Chiefs in detail just because some of their names are they weren't as big last year like having Sky Moore coming in as a rookie having Valdez Scantling there um, sorry not not, not Valdez Scantling ha- having Sky Moore but then also having the defence as well some of the names that left they played as good last year heavily relied probably more on Travis Kelsey than they needed to but they were a hell of a football team which obviously resulted in the championship but I, I feel like he has to be cocky I was impressed with how he managed everything he seems he genuinely seems like a nice guy I, I like pain, pain's a bit sad Michaela. so like I, I get I get what you're saying more power to him and his family they're out there they are earning the bag and I'm not jealous whatsoever. Let's let's jump into what the title of this YouTube video is. They're going to have the show next year. 
All right, so we'll talk about different positions in a wee second, but I truly feel that for them to strike gold, they have to pick certain quarterbacks. Now, the problem, Michaela, with this is it's difficult for them to pick players when you don't know what's going to happen in the future. You know, and like, for all we know, the Chiefs go, they win 14 games a season, they get through the postseason, they win the Super Bowl. Good night, everyone. Have a good offseason again. What, are you going to pick Mahomes again? You can't. So, like, in terms of outside of the three quarterbacks that we've seen this year, who do you think, uh, if you had to give me three names or explain why as well, you think it would be good value if you had to pick a lineup next year? And I presume it's, not, it's, it's the NFL doing it's not Netflix. Who would you pick if you were Netflix? I think the format they had this year was very good. Um, except for Mariota, I think I would have picked someone maybe a bit more... I don't know, kind of in the eye more. You know, he was a backup and then he went to Atlanta. I don't I don't know. I just always felt like he was finished, you know, as a starter anyway. So, but I do like the format that they don't, you know, kind of the top tier, like the best guy in the league. And then they did like the guy who's really good statistically wise, but just can't like, he's like, you know, like a mid tier. And then the guy who's kind of fighting for his spot. So again, I would pick, I would do it kind of that kind of way I I think the they need Joe Burrow on the next season I know you could probably look at say Josh Allen but Joe Burrow I think there's something about him that people just like he's very charming and Josh Allen is as well don't get me wrong but I think people just like Burrow and they like Chase and you know you get Burrow you get Chase out like how you got Mahomes how you got Kelsey and in, in the documentary as well so I would say Joe Burrow because you know I genuinely think they're gonna win the Super Bowl this year I think they fixed what they needed to fix at the offensive line and I think they're going to go with the Super Bowl this year so be great if they had him because you know they're genuine contenders second I would like I you see there's only one thing about saying this I'd like Jared Goff I think he's new in LA I didn't really rate him very highly but since he's gone to Detroit and he's kind of proven that like he's one of the best he can be one of the best in the league as the stats were proven last year and, you know, they weren't on a good team, but they got really far towards the end. I would, and I think, you know, Detroit would be an interesting city as well. Um, but I do like Jared Goff. I would say him. Um, or if I wasn't going with Goff, I'd say Russell Wilson because he's kind of, well, I don't really want to say him because he's considered a top tier quarterback, but um He's fallen off kind of last year. So, but he will be good at kind of like redemption story. You know, he needs to kind of step up. He's gotten a big contract. He was a big trade. So for the second guy, I would like, so I'd like Joe Burrow, the second guy either to be Wilson or Goff. And then the third guy, I'm going to go with Baker Mayfield because I think his career has just taken, and I know people are just like, you're just obsessed with Baker Mayfield. But would everyone not like to see him on the show? He's a real polarizing character. You either love him or you hate him. You know, he his career's taken a bit of a, you know, a bit of a downward turn. You know, he, he was at the Browns. He got them to the playoff. They obviously traded for Deshaun Watson, got rid of him. He went to the Carolina Panthers. He asked to leave a, a, a couple of months in. Went to LA, had one great game. And now he's at the Buccaneers where he can start because they know quarterback and he's going to be our starter. So I think if they had him for... This upcoming season with the Buccaneers, it's make or break for Mayfield. You know, he's he was a first overall pick. 
you know, he was picked ahead of Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, who are top five quarterbacks in the league. He has to do something this year or his career is 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 finished in a sense of he won't be a starter anymore. He'll it'll be he'll be a good backup. So they're my guys. It'd be Joe Burrow, Baker Mayfield, and either or Jared Goff or Russell Wilson. Um some really interesting, you know, picks there. I have, I have to I have to give it to you. I think you, you you've said why each of them could be on it. I, I'd love to know uh, in terms of the NFL, like do they did they pick more than three players last year and they just got to like October, November and they thought no we'll stick with each three. I think that could be because it's very difficult to put your bets on three people and then for it to work out. Like for example, um like if they had went with Trey Lance last year, he was gone in two weeks. You know, there's there, there, there's no storyline there. And, you know, maybe one episode. So I, I get every selection you said. I would disagree with one thing. I think Mariota was the basis of that show this year because it showed just how difficult it is not only to get into that league as a quarterback, but to actually start when you have 32 guys there. So it's like, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. I feel that you need to have a balance of high-end success, mid-success, maybe not happening, don't get to the playoffs or miss out early in the playoffs, or maybe get closer than, than you thought you would have been, and there's disappointment there. And then I feel you have to have that grind, you have to have that journey. So that's why I I feel that, no, I agree with your Baker point, but like I think, like sure, it's sort of the same as Mariota-ish, so like, I, that, that's my thing. But no, like I, I get what you're saying, I think Baker would be a great choice. If he's a starter in Tampa Bay, which could be a different conversation at a different point in this month in August. Uh, I think for me, um, I'm going like around at the minute. I think Bryce Young would be a really good opportunity to see because he's coming into the league. The pressure that comes on him being in Carolina in the division that he's in. I also feel Anthony Richardson with the Colts would be a great one because there's a massive bubble chamber in Indianapolis coming at the minute where, frankly, their GM um, needs to ensure that they win this year or get to the playoffs, which in that division that they're in should not be a problem, in my opinion. But it probably will be because of the AFC. So Bryce Young or Anthony Richardson, I'll probably lean on the cool choice, which is Bryce Young. In terms of middle tier, I probably wouldn't even put the Broncos in middle tier. They're lower middle tier. I agree with you. I think Russell Wilson would be that good redemption one. I'd be surprised if the Broncos let him into the facility in terms of the cameras. Um, I'll, I'll start at the top you said Burrow so I'll say the, the obvious one Josh Allen I think Josh Allen will be one in Buffalo to go in and sort of have that her cousin style feel but a higher echelon with the Buffalo Bills that'll be fun to watch and then in terms of middle middle tier quarterback in terms of middle interesting story one I think the middle one has to be Jimmy Garoppolo going into Vegas because of the pressure that he has in Las Vegas the fact that he wants to prove everybody frankly he'll never admit it he wants to prove everybody in San Francisco wrong this year. I think he'd be great to watch. So that, so I've got. I will. I will disagree with you because you just said, "What if they picked Trey Lance last year and then he got injured? Jimmy Garoppolo is going to get injured again." He'll be alright. Jimmy will be grand. Yeah, but like Trey, like the injury to Trey Lance was like, I wouldn't say one in a million, but it was such a hard, like a horrible injury to get. You know, like you know what I mean? Like in, at, just at his at his age, and. Um, one that neither of us mentioned, Brock Purdy could be awesome as well. Uh, if he is the starter at the time of recording, we'll see what happens. I mean, we're presuming. Um, one that would be really good, and I'm not tying into Jason or Mark here because they're Cardinals fans, is Kyler Murray because he's in a situation where 
he is not going to start the season. He could come in Michaela towards the second quarter of the season, halfway point. And he does seem to be very good crack on camera. So it could be a situation where he comes in, it's a cesspool in Arizona, and he just has a bit of crack. And it could be a bit of fun in that sense. But then there's there's rumors already stating that, you know, if you get to week seven, week eight, and he's not playing, is he going to play for this team again? That's the conversation. So I feel that they may put cameras around four, five, six people, and then they may choose three. Or maybe they might go with more than three. I, I don't know. We'll, we, we'll find out. Let's, let's end this podcast because you're on your lunch with one final thing. Um, if there was any other player outside of a quarterback, who would you like to see on the show if they, if they focus on different positions? I and look here. I think they could do it. They could do it in April, May, June, July. Four seasons, two defense, two offense. I'm going to say tight ends. I want to see Travis Kelsey. Now, say it sounds subjective to Travis Kelsey. He's just as cocky as Mahomes. He's the best. Uh, he's the best in the position by country. Wow, he's so good to watch. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's easy to say Travis Kelsey, but who would you put as the other two? Because I feel like they're not as Mark Andrews. Maybe is a tough one. I, th- I think Mark Andrews could be a good crack, but I think anybody that went to, that went to Thailand University, maybe instead of Mark Andrews, George Kittle, and then you could go lower down. You could maybe go with like Noah Fant if he picked up somewhere. You go with like a redemption story. You go with a tight end that's just been drafted. Um, I mean, I don't think they'll do it with different positions, but is there any other position that you'd like to see one person? I would like, so I think it's easy to say... There's obviously two. I think one one of the biggest positions after quarterback is defensive end, and you got a lot of guys there. You know, you've got um, you've got Miles Garrett, you've got you know Aiden Hutchinson, you got a lot of young guys. You know, Chase Young could be a redemption one as well. He, you know, he's a second overall pick after Burrow. You know, he's he's had a few injuries now. Just tra- talks of trading him. So I think defensive end they have. A lot of people pick for as well, and they could. I'm pretty sure he's a defensive end, but Carl Nassib, who was the first openly gay player to play in the league, now I don't think he's been picked up by anybody. He finished with the Buccaneers last year. He was on a one-year deal, so I'm not sure if he's been picked up again. But he he'd be an interesting just in terms of you know, yeah, his his, his whole storyline and just his, like, his whole storyline and kind of educating people because I feel I feel like NFL fans aren't you know I think. You know, they would need kind of education on, you know, being, you know, gay in the league or being a gay fan. You know, it's it's a very kind of, they take it as it's being political, but I think it's just, you know, being educated and just kind of being a decent person. So I think he'd be he'd be good to have in it uh, if he was playing. And then other than defensive end, I would just say wide receiver, but not because it's an easy position to say. Like, obviously, you can have so many people, but because I would love to see one person on it, and that's DK Metcalf, because he's one of the best receivers in the league. You know, he's in an interesting place in the Pacific Northwest in Seattle. But also, if you like watching stuff like quarterback go and watch, there's kind of like a rookie kind of documentary they do, the lead up to the draft. I think DK Metcalf was on it with KJ Hamler. And then the guy who got drafted by the Patriots in the end, I can't even remember his name because he was drafted. He was drafted for Antonio Brown. He was drafted for DK Metcalf. I think he was the last pick in the first round by the Patriots. I can't remember his name. You're probably uh, under pressure now. But yeah, I'll I'll come back on that name. I'm panicking now. I can't remember, but I like anyway, he was picked before a load of like wide receivers who are gonna go on to have amazing careers and he's just kind of like floating around. But 
if you watch that kind of documentary, DK Metcalf is hilarious and he's just he, you know, you see him going into the the room with Seattle and they ask him to take his shirt off or something like, or he came in with his shirt off and, you know, he's just, and then when he cried, when he got drafted, I think he'd be really, really good. And is this, is this in Kilhari, you know, or is that too, it's not in Kilhari, it's not in Kilhari. It was, it was him, the Kilhari, yeah. 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 I, I agree with what you're saying about Carl. Carl is it. He plays uh, not just defensive end, but offensive tackle as well for people wondering. I, I feel that that's a story that has to be, like, yeah, has to be told. Like, if you look at um, the Cardinals tight end, oh my God. This is when I know I need to end this podcast because I'm forgetting names already. We're going to play for Colorado. No. Oh my God. Uh, here we go. As I go, how bad am I at multitasking here? What do you call him? I've lost a name. Trey McBride. Trey McBride. Uh, both his parents are part of the, LG, of, of the LGBTQ, LGBTQ plus community. Sorry, folks. Um, there was a great documentary on him. I think he grew up with having two mums. I think like a documentary like that would, would probably be better for a focus instead of putting it on a show where it just talks about it for five minutes. Um, and there, ha- there is a great documentary on NFL Network on Carl. Uh, it's on YouTube. Check it out, folks. This is, a, this is a fun podcast. We are sitting three to four weeks out. And then you want to see in the next month in this league happen or are you just happy enough to wait and just get ready to go? I am happy enough just kind of waiting. I wish I would just get a move on and decide what games I want to go to because obviously there's London, there's Germany, but then I'll be in the States in November and December and I could probably go to a game in Florida. So I'm trying to convince my friends, whether to go to Jacksonville or Tampa. So that's the only thing I want to do is sort. I will just know which game I'm going to. But other than that, I'm really, really excited for kickoff, of course, as everyone is. Well, I uh, appreciate chatting to you. It's been good crack, Michaela. I'm, I'm, I'm always looking forward now for the next few weeks to start looking in depth as a team, uh, getting back together again, really, to start looking at the, um, start looking at the, the, the action, the teams. As we go into it, there'll be lots more content coming your way, folks, over the next few weeks, over the next few months, especially. But as we get ready for the season, this pre-season is underway. Uh, big thanks to 888 Sport for the support of Pro Football Ireland. Michaela, I will chat to you soon. Have a great day, folks. Mm-hmm.